Welcome to episode 27s of s- 27s. <laughs> Welcome to episode 27 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me and X-Men, the animated series weekly recap podcast. I'm JC and I have all of the X-Men, the animated series action figures pre-ordered from Hasbro at this point. Nice. And we have one of them right here, the, the sad Wolverine, or you can make him sad Wolverine with the photo thingy. <laughs> and I'm Rod and I now own a sad Wolverine action figure. Cyclops is Waiting for Me is our weekly podcast series where we're going back and watching every single episode of the original 1992 X-Men the Animated Series in their original intended script order, building up to the release of X-Men 97 coming to Disney Plus in 2023. For those of you who are wondering, how do we determine the order of these episodes? Well, we utilize the listed order and previously on X-Men the making of the animated series by the lead showrunner Eric Leewald, which is also available for reference on Wikipedia. Highly recommend looking at it if you're wanting to watch because it's hella confusing. Both in by season three, yeah. it gets really confusing because these were aired in a different order than they appear on Disney Plus, and neither of them are the actual script order. Some other quick reminders: we are recap show. This episode came out about 28 years ago. There are going to be spoilers about this episode, and if you don't want it spoiled for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, and come back. They are all on Disney Plus at this point. That <laughs> you have to search for it because I. They're not in the right order. Yeah. I believe this one is after a major something something saga. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this one was actually right after the the No Mutant Left Behind, I think. But then it, it but it's both bo- those two are out of Yeah, there's like, so much out of order. You, you need to look it up anyways, because it might change again. We don't know. Yeah. And considering how much shit we're talking, we are not associated <laughs> with Disney or Disney Plus and are probably never going to be sponsored by them. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Cyclops IWFM Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. And of course, make sure to follow us on all your favorite podcast services. And finally, we record these episodes in batches right now. So if we're reacting to any news, which we're not going to be because this is like months ahead of time. Except for action figures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which everybody has now, right? No, I won't have it by the time okay. this comes out. The the pre-orders are going to like end of year right now. So. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so hopefully we're not that far yeah. ahead. I should be getting a really bad face sculpt Jean Grey soon. Oh, that's cool. Kind yeah. of. I'm Great. sure, you know, I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing how people are going to mod that because I've noticed that as we've been on Instagram is like seeing like the cool mods. I saw someone do a really cool like animated series version of Storm. Like they added like the comic book lines and stuff. So hopefully we'll see the, the internet fix it. <laughs> Now on to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about season three, episode nine titled Obsession. It aired on September 24th of 1994 and currently sits at an 8.0 star rating on IMDb. Nice. So this one opens up back to the original theme song. It does. Yep. Yep. Well, things weren't confusing enough. (laughs) Well, because this one did air in 1994 so that part helped so it starts out we we see our favorite horseman of the apocalypse we see archangel and he is with these two scientists who are opening up these like ancient statues and crates and stuff like that and you find out he is looking for a way to kill apocalypse specifically he wants to destroy apocalypse but all the research that the scientists are able to gather is that basically every society that apocalypse has interacted with kind of calls him the invincible one and has laid waste and destruction to those societies. And I don't know if this should be chalked up to cartoon logic or something. And I'm not a scientist either or an archaeologist or any of those no. things. But if you're looking for evidence of how to kill a super being that hasn't been killed yet by civilizations that don't exist anymore, that seems like a, a losing battle, right? Like, obviously, they don't know. 
Or am I just thinking too? Rod makes a very, very valid point. (laughs) So these scientists go through, you know, one of their their most recent finds and they say, yep, it's saying he's invincible. So we're going to call it a night and, you know, We'll keep going if you want to keep paying us. Warren does not like this. And as one of the scientists is ready to leave, all of a sudden Archangel just decides to throw his like razor blades at the door and like outlines the dude. It's like, oh, I literally could have killed you right now. Yeah, I I could murder you. Right. It's not just about getting paid. It's about staying alive. But at that same time, we have a new guy who's kind of your very stereotypical nerdy archaeologist, like has too many papers and an umbrella and like stuff like that or cane. And he's like fumbling to get in and he walks in and he has a scroll that Warren has been looking for specifically older than the Ming dynasty and he's like show it to me and he immediately rips it out of its tube (laughs) and like this ancient thing like would crumble if it was treated that way in somebody's hand but it does reveal a spot that looks like at the base of Apocalypse's neck on his back that they essentially say well this looks like the weak spot Mm mm-hmm which they surmised that from like a graphic of a circle around his neck. Yes. <laughs> it, it literally could have been like, I don't know. He likes I, to be massaged here. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is his spot and they're interpreting his spot very, very differently. Coincidentally, at the same time, they find out there is a sighting of, of him in New York Harbor and Warren does not hesitate. And he literally just like shoots out the door. It's a cartoon moment. We're like, we should, where'd he go? <laughs> and that's when those scientists are probably thinking maybe we shouldn't work here anymore yeah like time for dinner and also to change countries all right so we it's not just new york harbor it's specifically liberty island where the statue of liberty is and as warren archangel approaches well, apocalypse decides he's gonna he's gonna grow and he gets yeah. pretty damn big and he, he swats away archangel like a fly refers to him as as his prodigal son and he gets to the point where he's like the same size as the statue. Yeah, maybe even a little bit bigger. Oh, yeah, because the statue is literally on the pedestal. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And then we go back to, or I guess go to the, the war room. The X-Men war room. Yeah, the X-Men's war room. Yep. And Cerebro has found what it says a mile long vessel. I think they even refer to it as a Shi'ar tech. Yeah, it's Shi'ar tech. It's a mile long vessel and it, it's able to like disappear yeah and, it, and it's usually able to avoid detection but because it has made itself known they realize like oh we should probably get there Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> and they're interrupted by an alarm because there's a mutant incident at liberty island and it just happens to be apocalypse and you know we go back to liberty island the fight continues i thought it was one again we mentioned this in an early episode they love using the statue of liberty as yeah. as a spot and it, it is obviously referenced in the 2000 X-Men movie Mm -hmm. as a spot where the fight breaks out. But when the fight happens, the torch actually lit on fire, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, oh, that glass is very flammable. (laughs) Or is it glass? I don't actually know what it's made of. It's glass with a big light bulb inside of it? Sure, yeah. (laughs) I don't don't know. I haven't been been there since I was like 11. So the, the one time that I was close enough to try to visit the Statue of Liberty when I was in college was after 9-11, so mm-hmm. it was not open to the public, and I didn't get to go up in it, so I don't actually have that many memories either from it. Every other time it's been just, like, driving by it or something. I mean, you go up a really, really high staircase that takes forever <laughs> because you have people who have, like, wanted to go to the Statue of Liberty for, like, 60 years, like, five people in front of you. Yeah. And then you get to the top, which is kind of cramped, honestly. I can imagine. You look through the little eye holes and then you proceed to walk down the, the like the concurrent spiral staircase. I can imagine. Have you ever been to the top of the St. Louis Arch? No. 
it's kind of like that. You shouldn't go up if you're claustrophobic or afraid of heights. Good combo. Because there, it, it sways a little bit. Mm-hmm. And also the windows are angled. So when you look out the window, you actually have to lean over. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not even freaked out by that stuff, but no, I'm good. So of course we get Apocalypse giving kind of his shit talk to Archangel in, in the biblical fashion where he's like, you know, you're a slave of courage and fire. You're never going to get freedom from me. And then like almost like he was predicting, he talks about the lambs to the slaughter being the X-Men who are arriving to yeah. to intercept the fight. He really knows how to sweet talk people back onto his He really does. <laughs> And he actually uses Angel, uh, Archangel specifically, as a shield to the X Men that are like trying to shoot at him and stuff. And I thought it was funny. It was like, I, <laughs> I guess that works. I don't know. Yeah. So Archangel not doing great. The X Men fare much better in this fight against Apocalypse than they did in previous ones. They've they've kind of developed tactics more so. Mm-hmm. Maybe all those danger room scenarios are finally paying off. Rogue basically like cannonballs herself into, into Apocalypse's ankle, kind of takes him down a peg. Beast grabs the giant chains that are on Liberty Island and kind of tries to tie him down. Scott decides to run and stand in between the legs looking up at Apocalypse's face. So he's just kind of like staring at giant crotch. Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, the early what, Ant-Man Thanos meme. <laughs> just shoot Scott just go for it Apocalypse is able to break out but he does not he doesn't want to keep the fight going so he, he essentially flies off Rogue has gotten Warren he was in the bay during the fight he got tossed into the harbor and you know she's kind of tending to him checking on him asking like Warren what are you what were you thinking and there's a part of Warren that is still in her from the absorption which happened in season one yeah and she she says that you know to believe her that even though everybody else thinks he's just Archangel now because of Apocalypse, that Warren's still in there because she's actually seen it herself. Right, and, and Gambit disagrees. He basically is like, There's, there isn't Warren anymore, and I won't butcher it because I cannot speak French, but he, he basically says, you know, he's the angel of death. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he actually says that in, in French. So we're back at the X-Mansion. Yep, we're yeah. back at the mansion, and they start plotting sightings of Apocalypse, and they kind of see where his course is taking them and they find out some more about the ship because he's basically like on his way towards that that ship and they realize there have been apocalyptic scholars so not apocalypse scholars apocalyptic scholars talking about a ship that was developed by creatures from beyond the stars so they're trying to decide is this you know a trail or a trap or both right and you know obviously they decide to go for it yeah and it's it's funny because you you see certain characters who are just like eh, even if it is a trap fuck it i just want to yeah, yeah <laughs> we we need to do this they also refer to the ship as a living vessel that is open to reason which i guess is 1994 speak for this is ai yeah something or just beyond our understanding they predicted it right simpsons predict x-men predict AI was definitely a concept before this episode <laughs> i just i just got to clear that up so then we catch up with rogue taking care of archangel in the med ward right and she is trying to calm him down being like why are you going and doing this and she says if anybody is going to get it it's going to be her because there is a part of warren that is permanently a part of her you know not to the point of what we we saw with the the carol danvers powers and stuff yeah but it shows that she retains something about the people that she absorbs from and i guess it's the more prolonged the contact is the more intense it's going to be yeah. i was gonna say even if she didn't keep you know his whatever essence or something she saw it so she could vouch for it yeah i would like to add a note that this entire time gambit is like jealously watching the two of them 
but he is flipping a card in between his fingers <laughs> yeah. from the door. If 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 you are listening to this and you haven't watched the actual episode, it is like the trick where somebody has a quarter and they roll it between their knuckles, yeah. except he's doing it with a playing card. Oh, so do you think he's a little bit on the defense in case Archangel like flips out again? I think he's just doing the like, I'm doing this because I want there to be some motion so you know I'm watching. Oh, gotcha. That's gotcha. how I read it, at least. Yeah. I mean, you you could be right. He literally is holding the thing that he turns into his most <laughs> common weapon in his hand. So. so at my first watch, I was just like, oh, he's just jealous because they were like relating and stuff. And also he, you know, they, they got to like physically touch. <laughs> right. So Cyclops, Beast and Wolverine come in and basically say like, you know, we got a plan. We're going to go after him. Archangel's like, no, I'm going to go after him. And he yeah. just like, Pops out through the roof. Yeah, but he makes sure to shatter the window, though. It's funny because he goes he, to extra effort. He, he, takes, he takes it down, <laughs> pauses, and then throws, throws it, it on the ground. He, he remembers, oh, right, X-Men, we have to break glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rogue is, they're basically like, well, Rogue, we need you to do this with us. She's like, no, I need to go with him. Yeah, I get it. You don't get it. I get it. Yep. So she leaves. And then, so the X-Men's plan of having a six-person team has diminished now to, in their eyes, four, four people. Birds, yeah. And then they look over and Gambit is gone too. So they, they, this is the second time they pull that cartoon joke. First with Archangel, like, we should, oh, he's already gone. Same thing, it's like, where did Gambit go? And so they arrive at the living ship. Yep, they get to the ship and they basically ask, or, or they get permission to board from the ship. And Beast, of course, like takes a liking to the ship. And it's, it's kind of like, he's in such shock and awe because this is so beyond what has, has even even with their interactions with the Shi'ar, it yeah. is still not at this level of like beyond science. It's really adorable seeing whenever Beast has like a crush or romantic interest because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's always something like it, it. It makes sense sometimes with like like when he fell in love with the girl who had the eye surgery and stuff. It's yep. like, okay, I can kind of see that they work together. But then this is like like a ship. Yeah, he wants to fuck a fucking <laughs> spaceship. But it still makes sense because we know Beast. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I I wrote down, he goes over to, to one of the consoles. He has this like backpack with a visor associated to it. I refer to it as he had his Google Lens keyboard. But what it's supposed to be is this is the first time where the X-Men are integrating like Shi'ar tech into their own tech and bringing it into the field. So if we're under the assumption that this ship is a part of Shi'ar, essentially him having the lenses over his eyes in it broadcasting what the letters are supposed to be is the X-Men using the tech that Lalandra and her people provided to yeah. them. And I want to say I, I attempted to start to try to read the translation, but because it's like a 1994 resolution, <laughs> yeah. it is so pixelated. Yeah, it is super pixelated, and, and it was <laughs> not well, worth trying. It might as well have been in Shi'ar, so, but, but then it like zaps him unintentionally right yeah you find out that he's trying to get around like one of the securities on it and he gets like zaps essentially giving like well apocalypse has booby traps set up into this thing but the ship and him kind of keep having their little like tete-a-tete they're flirting yeah the, the, (laughs) the, the machine flirting is happening beast basically says wolverine i need you to stand over there right now Mm -hmm. and wolverine's like okay yeah and essentially this field comes up around wolverine wolverine's like trying to get out of it and it is for all the force you exert against the wall of this thing it helps strengthen the the walls that it's put up against you if you if any 90s kids remember it kind of gives you like a high-tech version of like the finger traps remember those the more you struggle the more you're trapped yes (laughs) 
Also, only, only electro fields. Also, if you're a '90s kid and you hear Finger Trap, then it just there are other movies that happened around that time. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah yeah oh yep. wow that yep yeah you, sh- you should have seen the look on rob's face when he remembered <laughs> chasing amy but back to the x-men which was made for kids <laughs> chasing amy was not sideline fun fact in college i had a band called chasing amy that not, is a fun fact not, not because of the finger trap thing but <laughs> thank you for for clarifying but because the lead singer was amy and we just it was it was early 2000s so. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we only ever released one christmas song oh holy night so it was like really fitting right i'm gonna just leave that one yeah. on the table so you know they basically say well we're gonna spring the trap on apocalypse and amazingly there was a trap that was already preset within the ship that it's gonna blow up essentially around then you get archangel who has rogue in tow and they find apocalypse you know in the harbor again it's it's near like a boardwalk pier and There's a lot of boardwalks a lot of i mean here there's a lot of boardwalks in new york okay yeah that's a that's a thing warren is being super dramatic too warren (laughs) is really over the top yeah everything is like fire and brimstone like he's definitely taking after dear old dad apocalypse with that kind of stuff apocalypse is like you know pledge yourself to me which warren does not like and gambit arrives in a jet like a mini jet he's trying to stop rogue and he's like we can't do this here because we're right by like all these people and rogue's like nah yeah so they they end up still going for the fight and then they attack apocalypse and and warren is hitting him in the back but he's not hitting him in the spot yeah it it looked like kind of like the mid like low upper back area the mid low upper back i don't know how to explain (laughs) you could just say lower back well it's not the lower back it's like on the lower part of the upper part of his middle back i guess the middle middle back sounds like the middle of his back back yes (laughs) yes regardless of our horrid explanation of positioning it is not hitting the spot at the base of his neck yeah which is what warren had seen in the ming dynasty graphic so did you take that as he missed and he was upset or that that's where he was supposed to hit and he was upset or it doesn't even matter i took it as he was just attacking and was not specifically going for the spot yet mm, okay because yeah, actually at that point i rewound to the beginning i was like did i watch did I look the wrong circle <laughs> on the scroll. No, remember, because it's the massage spot on yeah. the back of his neck. <laughs> it's acupuncture point. Yeah. And then Apocalypse continues to do his shit talk. And it's like, you detest your existence. Yeah. Relatable, right? <laughs> yeah. This time talking about Roke. Once again, trying to recruit her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you would be good. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to obliterate you like I'm obliterating your friends. To which point we go back to the ship. And the ship actually gives the instructions for beast and everybody to make it out alive from that scenario Mm -hmm. they find what's essentially like one bomb it looks like there's one bomb in the room it's behind a panel wolverine cuts out a vent Mm -hmm. but then the giant hole that appears was definitely like a weird animation yeah switch because they also did a weird thing where you know you you really don't do it in live action but they kind of like cross the 180 horizon like multiple times so it was really hard to figure out the positioning of this room spinning around yeah instead yeah but he takes out what would be a vent and then the hole is like six times as big and then they try to throw it out and somehow with the way the explosion happens they get like suctioned they like yeah they get sucked out of it even though it's not a 
pressurized scenario. <laughs> I don't know. As that is going on, Angel is just completely losing his shit to Rogue. He is not happy with what is going on. He is not accepting the scenarios on this. Apocalypse makes his way back to the ship as we see Cyclops, Beast, and, and Wolverine. And Beast and Wolverine have done this weird circus trick to pull themselves back into the yeah. into the ship. But when Apocalypse is there, he's like shocked to see that they're still alive. But he's also happy about it because mm-hmm. he wants Archangel to see like, oh, look, your friends are still alive. I'm going to kill them in front of you. Yeah. And then he gets trapped in that force field trap. Right. The he, force field finger trap. Thing. Yeah. The, oh, God. No. <laughs> no. 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 He gets he gets trapped in the trap that has no other names. So, yeah, they have trapped Apocalypse or so they think. Angel returns and they're like, nope, it's okay. We got him. Yep. And Angel is just, comp- and I, I keep switching between Warren, Angel, and Archangel. Same. But he is absolutely losing his mind. For him, it is not good enough to trap and stop Apocalypse. He wants his revenge. Yeah, and I mean, like, that literally goes to what the episode is literally called Obsession. (laughs) So it could be seen in a lot of ways. Is it is it the obsession that Apocalypse has with the recruitment of of, you know, his angel of death? Is it Warren's obsession or is it Beast having this weird crush on a computer? I mean, all of the above. Yeah, it's it's probably all of the above. <laughs> but Archangel is is not down for it. He decides he's going to destroy the console because Beast has kind of like referenced, oh, we did it with this. And he just does like a full-on dive bomb into the console. Which, you know, it seems to make sense in the logic of this world because we've already established you destroy one hard drive, one computer monitor or something, and it destroys entire government databases. But... Because this is more advanced than than what we have, it doesn't actually shut down the the force field. So it's it was kind of a cool moment because you're like, oh, is is does this mean they still beat him? Kind yeah. of thing. And then Apocalypse goes to be Apocalypse, and he says, "You are no closer than the Babylonians with their swords and fire sticks." I actually really like that line. He has some of the best lines in the entire yeah. series, man. He really does. That's super humbling because you're thinking like this is thousands of years later, right? Yep. And. It's like you with all your technology and your super force field things and stuff. Yeah, it's just no better than sticks and stones. Yep. You've you've literally accomplished nothing, which, is what he says. Which is what got me to think about, like, why is Warren trying to research all these civilizations that failed? <laughs> again, you, again, you have a very valid point. But Apocalypse essentially calls out a code, which is 8293, which I couldn't find a particular. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't even write that down. I didn't know if something happened significant of August 2nd, 1993. Let's look. No, Apocalypse's first episode was February 27th of 93, so it's not that. Nope, nothing in the book. I kind of hope it is. It's just an arbitrary number because this is not a spoiler, but in Stranger Things, there's like a date that appears in the first season and in the fourth season. And the entire internet is kind of blowing up about like, oh, is that that reference to that? And the Duffer brothers are like, no, we literally just forgot. That has nothing to do with anything. That's just a random and, and they're And they're like, maybe we can fix it in post now since it's streaming. <laughs> so. <laughs> About that. Essentially, the code, what it actually does in the show is it is a override. And it just makes the shield go down. And the, the computer is like, sorry, I didn't know it could do that. Yeah, it would. I, I don't understand the logic of the computer. Be- I know the computer being sentient, but I don't know where the, like, the line is between like what, you know, like what it doesn't know is it's programmed into it. It's like a subconscious, I guess. I, it's kind of implied. Sure. 
I don't know. There's there's things like look at <laughs> look at Westworld. Look at all the things that are like codes that the the oh, yeah. the hosts don't know that they have. Yeah, that's true. Let's like, assume it's like okay, that. Sure. Yep. This predicted Westworld, which technically came out years prior. But Warren is like losing his mind, and and again because he's like, I'm gonna kill you, and he's like, Well, no, you weren't gonna kill me. You were never gonna kill me because I was the doctor all along. <laughs> and then he proceeds to start really messing people up and then gambit flies in hitting apocalypse with the ship yeah like his little like the the mini jet but there was also a great callback there did you notice that gambit goes the name is gambit remember it which was the thing that a cable said multiple times in uh, the time fugitives episode okay where it was one of those the name is cable remember it yeah and then they came back from commercial break and he said it again yeah so he, he like learned he's like nobody like nobody will know i stole this because that dude went back to his future <laughs> no so the computer starts helping give directions on how they can get out of this mess as apocalypse is fighting everybody she sounds like she's dying yeah she starts her her, her speech starts slowing down a little mm-hmm. bit and then we have the awkward moment between gambit and rogue where gambit goes to help her and he tells her she needs to cut down on the fried chicken yeah because she gets like blasted out of the air from flying and then he yeah makes like i don't i mean now that i think about it after seeing this a few times in the show this was one of like the like less savory kind of tropes of the 90s it was it was definitely one of the tropes that, that just kept happening like fat actually this even went into the early 2000s just make like fat jokes being like the one thing that kept coming around so i don't know because also rogue is not fat no she's literally wearing spandex like form-fitting clothes fried chicken is not the thing about her weight no <laughs> no she she I, I don't get it it's just it is what it is yeah. beast through the instructions of the computer is able to find a hidden tablet and he starts tapping on the tablet and it's kind of like reminded me a little bit of avatar cat people avatar not airbender avatar because it was like oh oh, oh gotcha gotcha yeah blue cat avatar yeah, yeah yeah because it was like a thing that could have been like inorganic almost having like organic properties yeah because it looked like a hieroglyph like stone tap yeah it was like hieroglyphic but then as soon as he touched it was like see-through lighting up and stuff like that and as he starts typing into it the ship starts attacking apocalypse and she she i say she because it's a female voice but the ship starts thanking beast basically being like you know you made me understand you you let me know that I could choose. And the ship starts sealing itself up and it seals Apocalypse into like this containment pod is yeah. is, is the kind of the best way to say it. But it's like layers upon layers of metal. It isn't it isn't something that it looks like he's gonna be easily gonna be able to get out of yeah. scenario. Unfortunately it also like seals off the X-Men in various like little sub rooms and stuff. Yeah and and as that happens, you know, Gambit and Angel are in one of the rooms together. B says, hey computer, can you please <laughs> like I don't want to lose my friends here and is able to get everybody into one direction. Apocalypse's pod is literally shot into space. Although so I didn't catch that. Did did she so I saw the pod go into space. Was she actually able to help the x-men because i thought that she wasn't really able to do anything and then gambit like blasted a wall out i think it was she was able to like slow down the okay, process gotcha. so but it's like a little bit of both like, yeah I, I i could be totally wrong on that but yeah, yeah. a lot of chaos happening so it's kind of hard to follow what's going on <laughs> yeah at the moment. you know and then there's kind of like the illusion of apocalypse is gone but he might not be gone for forever because mm-hmm. even the ship knows that this is the x-men show right we don't kill anybody you know they get onto the blackbird and they they take off you know warren refuses to to abide by the rules here he's like this is this isn't good enough i i 
cannot do anything until I have completely destroyed Apocalypse. And then we have a really, really sad moment where the ship begins crashing into the water and it says goodbye to Beast and it ends with Beast crying. And it's like, it's a super somber ending to this episode. Yeah, even though you know it's a ship and then even Rogue apologizing to Beast because she kind of blames herself again. She does this a couple of times in the series, but like she says that she wouldn't have, if she would have listened to Gambit and not followed Warren, then none of the shit would happen. Like like maybe they've been able to plan or something, which I don't know if would have been the case because Apocalypse is kind of like difficult in general. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it feels like so much had to happen to the ship that it wasn't going to make it out in pretty much any circumstance if they weren't fighting within the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I'm sad for bees because he just... I can never get a break. They really can't. And this kind of this might have been the first relationship that could have worked out for him because the whole like appearance thing wouldn't have been like an issue, you know, or the danger of being a mutant. I mean, I don't know how the physical part would work. I was gonna say there are parts of this that are gonna have massive issues, Rod. <laughs> but the ship can change herself and stuff, so I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Leave the awkward pause. Leave the awkward pause. We we saw the wall shift and stuff. So there was mentioned online. Don't know how accurate this is, but there is a note that the voice of the ship is actually the same voice as Cable's computer. Okay, that makes sense. And it's intentional because in the comics, the ship that is here and gets destroyed actually becomes Cable's computer in the comics. Oh, gotcha. That's cool. I started noticing some of that stuff with the computer things because Cerebro, I I, I haven't looked this up. Has Xavier's voice. voice. Yeah, I just listening to it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's him, right? (laughs) To the point where sometimes it's confusing because they're in the same dialogue. Yeah, they do put a little bit of uh, an effect on it though. So, you know, context clues. Yeah. This was another, we were saying before we were recording, like pretty straightforward episode, but also like kind of inconsequential. Didn't really change much in the universe. Right. And, And the part that is a little weird in this one is there is zero follow-up to original script order that, oh, Gene's alive. Mm-hmm. There's no mention of Gene in this episode all, yeah. where you would think that this would be the next thing that they would worry about. Yeah, like the other, the last one we saw, I, I didn't, I, hadn't, I don't think I saw this as a kid, probably because it like aired so late that I was out of the, the loop by that time. Yeah, you weren't watching Saturday morning cartoons. Or I just didn't, I missed it, or I don't right. know what happened. Like, I just, I don't remember this animation style, like, or I guess it was, this animation style wasn't that different. This was original animation yeah. style. This this I, wasn't the other studio. I just don't remember this this episode at all. So it's, it's interesting. And specifically the Disney Plus upload, there was like this weird thing where like there's gray bars on the side. Like the transfer was something happened to it. I watch it on an Xbox One version of Disney Plus and I didn't have that. Okay. Well, and it, maybe the lines are more accurate. So it was like a one pixel line down each side. It was like gray. It must have been some sort of like with uh, stuff back on CRT TVs or always be overscan. Right. I'm going to guess somebody posted like no one's going to ever see that. <laughs> Until have- and then we found out about widescreen. Yeah, we have like pixel accurate <laughs> displays and stuff. I, it, it doesn't um, affect anything aside. That it was a weird thing I noticed on my TV. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good episode. It's just like I said, it's interesting to me. And now, so we don't have a repeat of the Mojo episode, I'm just going <laughs> to confirm. Make sure that the- yeah. X-Men, animated series. God, how do I find it in the episode guide at this point? Obsession. Nope. You can vouch. It literally says that's this, an 8.0. 8.0, 8.0 yeah. Watch yeah. on Prime Video. <laughs> it, it's Is it? So is this is Amazon? Oh, I'm not going to check it. But leave in the comments if the Amazon Prime order is different than the Disney Plus order or something. I don't know. We're just starting to get homework now. That's what podcast listeners are like, right? I don't think... Well, here's the thing. It's the IMDb order 
is going to translate to Prime Video because it's all the same company. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So whatever it says here as the order on IMDb, which we know is the wrong order, yeah. is going to be the order it'll appear on Amazon. So is that the one that's the airing order then is on IMDb? No. Okay. Nope, because this this one goes Phoenix Saga, Savage Land, Strange Heart, parts one and two, then Obsession. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, there's so many different orders to the show right now. Yeah, so I, I can't even vouch for, like, what order I actually saw it in. Like, well, and then it's, like we talked about, we didn't have the the benefit of DVD. We didn't have mm-hmm. the benefit of recording a show to even, like, TiVo at, at this point in yeah. time. It was, if you missed it, you missed it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe somebody recorded it on VHS if you were lucky. Mm-hmm. But, you know. God. Or or there, there were even times, like, golf would come on on fox and it, like you literally would lose your airing of your show to local sports oh man. like that was like a whole thing that I we would deal with yeah, yeah. Or if the news was especially crazy that day or something usually we weren't getting news at well it depended on like local stuff like if they're like also this is coming from a kid that grew up in indiana so if like there was like a tornado happening or something that's like, true you guys did have tornadoes <laughs> like because it, it's this is what i say about california at least, because my parents are always like, how can you deal with earthquakes? I'm like, listen, if I'm going to have to pick a natural disaster, they're going to have, you, there's a scare for every region of the world, right? I'm going to pick the one that God just takes you. Instead of like, because tornadoes, there's like hours, sometimes days of worrying. Like, watch those funnel clouds all day long. They might come down. At least here, when the big earthquake comes, it's just going to happen. It's just going to swallow us <laughs> it's gonna, instantly. It's going to happen. There's no, there's no like, let's wait for, for all day to see if it's going to happen and stuff. So like with the new stuff, sometimes it'd be like, we're watching this funnel class. Like I want to be watching X-Men. And if if I'm going to go, then I want to go watching X-Men. So speaking of the angel of death, thank you guys for joining us. If you have any thoughts, make sure to drop them into the comments of either the YouTube upload, the official Instagram post, which goes live every Monday, or you know what? Start commenting on our Instagram reels because apparently Mojo is gold for Instagram reels. That was wild. That was really, that was the fastest viewership in Instagram reels we ever had. It's his handsome face. It's, I am so good at picking (laughs) thumbnail images. You, you, you pick, just so people have a little bit of like a look behind, Rod picks the clip and then I pick an image as close as I can to the clip. Sometimes Rob picks a clip that does not exist (laughs) as an image. And I was like, that doesn't match up at all. It's the best you're getting right now. The best part is I don't even remember usually why I picked the clip because it's there so far in advance. And so I can't even remember why that clip was the one. And if you like what you heard, which I don't know why you would at this point, we appreciate a rating on a podcast app of your choosing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. Is anybody using CastBox? I can look it up later. I don't know. Think of another one. <laughs> Take that, CastBox. <laughs>